This is a very special episode with myself, Chantal Lewis, my co-host, Tiso Regis, and our executive producer, Adders in, in the, the studio. studio. Bruv, that's a dead name, bruv. Come on, uh, tell the oh, truth. Tiso's not a dead name. No, but Adders <laughs> in the studio. Fake watch. <laughs> Welcome to Surviving Society. With Chantal Lewis and Tiso Regis. Executively produced by Georgia Fori Addo. If you enjoy the podcast and find it useful for your ever-expanding sociological imagination, please support us via Patreon. If not, you can always support us by sharing, subscribing, rating and reviewing. Are you interested in some further reading on social movements and left politics? You should be if you're listening to Surviving Society. Red Pepper is a quarterly magazine and website of politics and culture. It is a space for debate on the left and a home for open-minded socialists. Red Pepper is reader funded with a sliding scale subscription model, ensuring its content is available to all. Find a link to Red Pepper magazine in the episode notes. Five years of Surviving Society podcast. <laughs> It's a long time. What are the first things that come to mind, guys, when I say to you five years of surviving society? Long. Fun. Stress. George, George, you don't mean that. No, it does. You know what? Are you like it, bruv? No, I don't. You like bruv. I you see two, it. Is that two percent? Is that two percent, bruv? Is that two percent? You, you, That's you two. Let, you know what? Let's put it on the fucking line. <laughs> First of all, I didn't want to do this because I'm I like being behind the scenes, but they constantly drag me out. They never call me by my my professional name, <laughs> my is, working name. Which is what? Yeah, yeah where's my professional? What's my professional name? Listen, listen, listen. Right, wait, 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 wait. Let me listen. Right, you, you, you call yourself Why Adders, but I think it's a lie. Yeah. I think it's a lie. You call yourself Adders. Ad- Adders in the studio. Adders. It's not even real. <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> and George, it's George for Ado. Listeners, sorry, we're just getting straight into it as we usually do, but. This is a very special episode with myself, Chantal Lewis, my co-host, Tiso Regis, and our executive producer, Adders in, in the, the studio. studio. Bruv, that's a dead name, bruv. Come on, uh, tell the truth. Oh, Tiso's not a dead name. No, but Adders <laughs> in the studio. Fake watch. <laughs> I promise you there will be some reflections. On Rage. This, there will be some reflections on this episode that you find insightful <laughs> as well as entertaining i don't belong here <laughs> so george george is obviously our executive producer so much of our well i'd say 99 percent of our creativity in terms of how we 100%. reproduce repackage um evolve and develop surviving society comes from the brains of others in the studio thank you um and it's really important for us that uh, uh, occasionally we let or we ask George. No, we let, we let him out. We let him out. We let him out. <laughs> like I'm like a cage animal. Changed, we asked George to come on the show. <laughs> all of you. To come on the show and talk to us about the realities of working with Tiso and I. Neurodiverse um, individuals. Yes. Highly neurodivergent individuals. Highly high functioning. High functioning well. neurodivergent individuals. Well. So five years of surviving society. So much has happened. Tiso, you said fun. George, you said long. I'm going to try and combine the two of them. Fun long? And say, <laughs> surviving society is always a process of becoming. Oof, come on. Now, I can't really, I can't, that's not like mine. That's like a talking about life and okay, fair enough. what have you. Um, I think before we kind of reflect on the five years, it's important to say that surviving society initially started in 2017 with Saskia Papadakis and then by 2018, 
19 in the summer it became Tiso and I hosting it George permanently executively producing and we decided to make the podcast weekly and I'm very pleased to say that we have released weekly content every week Boom. every week since June oh. 2019 and that's why I said it's long Brother, Can I just say not in a bad way? Yeah, exactly. That's long. why I want. That's why I think it's really important that since 18th of July 2019. How do we work out how many weeks that is? It's 52. 52 weeks in a year. Yeah, there's 189 episodes. Yeah, because at obviously we've released double content. Yeah. And can listeners? Can someone that's really clever um, in the listeners tell us how many weeks that is of producing content? Just divide that. Just at us. Divide that by 52. No, but it's not. It's not simple as that. The math isn't as simple as that. <laughs> the math. We need to go. We need to go back to school. Yeah. 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 Just listen, 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 listen. Listen. This is not. This is not. <laughs> anyway, carry the one. So, so, by 50 so, that, the so one. combining the two, combining the two, your both of your reflections in terms of it being long and fun. Like it had, I think one of the things that people definitely underestimate when they contact us is that it is just the three of us, and the the actual process of podcasting particularly academic podcasting, which needs to be rigorous and needs to be revealing, highlighting the facts. It is, it is a lot of work Straight and it is a job. Well, I see it as a job that I'm really, really, really privileged to be able to do basically on a day-to-day basis. We've built something that I'm really proud of, but oh. that also has contributed to and is part of a long history of black radical radical education resources that are produced on the periphery of institutions and academic scholarship. I say on the periphery quite loosely because obviously we are part of institutions and at different points when we've done projects and stuff, they've been funded by institutions. So we're on the kind of within, beyond, on the periphery of institutions. But at the heart of what we do, we've tried to always make it sort of embedded in that black radical tradition and that being one that centres love, solidarity, hope, collaboration, doing things quote unquote differently, but with knowledge and learning at the forefront of, of what we're trying to achieve and put out there. If we're talking in terms of traditional definitions, this is probably the best job I've ever had in my life. I get to learn something that I really want to learn every day when I come here. When you have jobs, you learn, but you're using a job because mm. most of the time you fall, fall into it. Well, some people have, right? And I get to be with my pals. Mm. I don't really like to kind of use those terms anymore. Like jobs, these things are outdated now. They're very mm. kind of narrow definitions, man. But partly because everyone has to have multiple jobs. Yeah, yeah. It's an absolute fuckery. So that's what I'm saying. It, it's, it's what I'm saying. So these There's things, no one job these things are dated, Big man. Big to the Tories. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think... Like, like C said, we've created something that I'm extremely proud of. We've created something that has value. And we've been created something that kind of we can work out, work through our principles mm. in action, right? And I think that's rare in creating something that you can establish your principles in, right? That's really, that's quite profound too. Bro, man, deep, you get me, but it's yeah, real, right? Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. In terms of thinking about this as a resource for knowledge production, a resource for scholarship, that will live on beyond the three of us. I think what's going to be really interesting about this for future generations is that this podcast was produced during a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. It was produced during, go on. Now that's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. There's a live record, right? Yeah. Of what, of, of what, of, of what we were thinking 
at that particular time. And it was up and down. Yeah. And it's changed. And, and moments like Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Like these are tentpole historical moments, right? Yeah. Really big, like big time. And like the prorogan of parliament, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. the insurrection. Listen. In the White House. Like, listen, I'm, we're going to be on air for the, for the November revolution. Civil war, <laughs> civil war in America. Is that, is it's that happening? It's happening. It's happening. Yeah, Trump might die before then. No, no, it's happening. I'm about to say that my rage has been constant throughout. <laughs> but George, I feel like your your kind of rage has become more situated no, now within bro, you come Fanon. Now, you come, <laughs> like, as in, as in like firmly, firmly in the wretched of the earth. No, yeah. Well, it's more focused now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But, but I'd say everyone. But what I was going to yeah, say, everyone. G, and listen, and this is on the real. Oh. Bro, you're slightly like a sociologist, bro. You are sociologist. You are sociologist. Like sociologist. when you when I speak to you now, bro. When I first met you, I thought, bro, man's man's a bit of a dickhead. Not really. <laughs> Not really. No, listen, 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 George listen. Is no, a but um, it's radio, George. No, 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 right. You all can see it. But gee, like the way you approach problems, now, man. Like I don't know if you see it yourself. I do. I'm highly intelligent. Wait, I idiot. think you're forgetting that George is Ghanaian. Yeah, <laughs> which means he knows. I've, I've always known. It's just that I didn't always know. Yeah. Um, I think that it would be really important to talk about some of the ways in which surviving society has developed over the last five years. So obviously, we kind of initially the the show was about us talking about things in the news that frustrated us, and then it developed into <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, that was pretty bad. To be what made you upset this yeah, week? What made you annoyed? I hate fish and chips. Yeah, like, oh, guys, you need to do no, better. You have to start from somewhere, though, don't you? And like at that time, like we true. were frustrated with how the media and our own academic institutions mm. were portraying like what we saw as political emergency. So yeah, we used each episode to talk about three things that had yeah pissed us off in the news. And you know who it was every single week? Chuki oh, Ramuna, yeah. Every single week you guys would bring him up. Man, would, man wouldn't even be in the news, you just bring him up. So that's how it did. And then it developed into us inviting researchers, activists, organisers who had a particular um, interest, um, research interest that they had done some like on the ground work on and talking to them about that and what they learned. And then it kind of, then we sort of started to talk more about like theory, but trying to connect theory and praxis. Like it's all been, it's always been about the guests and what we can learn from the guests. And the guests have been a combination of yeah, sociologists, creative writers, activists, um, historians, international relations scholars, but, um, musicians. But I will say, I'm going to add to that, right? I think the journey has been a process of our intellectual development, right? Yeah. So we started off when we repeat the podcast starts when we started our PhDs, right? Yeah. Not as deep as we are now. Yeah, right? we're still thinking we're through still things. Thinking, yeah. We know we're angry, and yeah, we yeah. know we're. So you know there's something wrong with the world, right? You know there's something wrong with the world, but you're trying to yeah challenge channel it. And then as the show's gone on, and I think I think if you reflect back and if you listen listen to back listen back to the shows, you can hear it in how how we talk. Yeah. How we think post lockdown I'm a different person man mm. you're a different person G you're the same never change bro no, I think I'm the G constant is, I think G is I think G is the most mo out of the three of us you are you've been the most cons consistent yeah. but I do think you have changed a little you bit change, oh, I, you changed I, I, yeah. I don't even recognise you bro you, how <laughs> my do you hair you <laughs> George how do you think you changed I've, I, I think my understanding of the institutions way more broader now yeah I, I fully understand the fuckery. Originally, I didn't understand the fuckery, and I just thought, oh, it's probably just me. <laughs> it's just me. I need to work harder. Yeah. I need to do more. I need to be more. Mm. And I just realized, actually, no, the system designed not to include you. You're yeah. not part of the system. So that, being taken out of the matrix, to coin a phrase, that was a shock to me. Because all my other jobs, when I'm editing, I don't listen to the, I don't listen to it. I just edit it. And, but when I started listening to the show, I thought, like, right, these people are talking 
sense and it helped me realize certain patterns I've, I've, I've noticed and it made me focus my life better granted there's a lot of rage and anger mm-hmm. but i'm a better person for it oh behave yourselves Bro. so so yeah so i think that that's really important g so following on from the from what i was saying in terms of how we how the show has developed so yeah it's been a, a, a space of learning of development yes. for us but also like we've been able to put people on the show that have um, enabled other people to learn and develop together and that's been amazing and then in more recent years we've um branched out on the the kind of guest hosting um aspect of surviving society but also the collaborative a- aspect of society surviving society yeah. so um we've been working on um, two um, quite big projects one called Material Crimes and one called Hidden Histories Hidden Histories um, looks at the connections between Liverpool and the Caribbean and we've been working a lot with activists and academics yeah. uh, shout out Levi and Shelder big up um, Levi big, big, up, big up Levi big up Shelder in Liverpool we're going to be we're hopefully going to be releasing those episodes um, later in this year and throughout 2023 it's really it's probably one of the best things I think we've done um and that's going to be really exciting. And then Material Crimes, which has been an incredible project we've worked on with Maya, with Shari, um, with Bronte and Frederick. And that project looks to um, highlight different global atrocities that are focused on the material, on infrastructure, infrastructure and materials really? and yeah. how they have harmed people and nation states as well sick it's absolutely sick, sick. Like sick. You're, you're, sick. you hear from scholars that work on palestine on guantanamo bay yeah. on, on johannesburg nakara like, mines nakara mines honestly like you've got all this to come listeners it's been absolutely brilliant and there's we've got so many more other collaborative projects in the pipeline that we are oh i'm gonna i'm gonna say it as well we've got um the brilliant laura Cancy that came on came yeah, yeah, on the show yeah. a few a few months ago oh, who's doing a who's doing a a, a a set of episodes for us that will definitely secure us on elizabeth no knighthood for us focused on the institution of the royal family yeah, yeah. And, the monarchy, yeah. and the monarchy yeah, and the monarchy the monarchy institute of race relations yeah, yeah. now great friends of the show and we did a really brilliant collaboration with them we've got more work Liz, Liz Fakiti et al really amazing organisation obviously as people that listen to the show know that writers think as scholars like Sivan Anden have been integral to how we think as well and oh god there's so many other people like thinking about the housing series that we've been developing with Dan Rennick um, we've had some great episodes on that we've got more to come on that in the next sort of um, year or so as well um, I think it's important to say that sort of over the past 12 months some of our well, we've managed to keep it our, our weekly content out there but some of the things that we would like to have done a bit sooner um, have uh, were ha- had to be put on pause because people know my husband passed away um, earlier this year, which meant that um, a lot of our time, um, well, a lot of my time was taken up um, looking after him. And if you listen to the show, or you hopefully would have heard the episode that I did with Julia, um, Matt, as in my late husband, Matt, was integral to surviving society in terms of but inspiring us, encouraging us. So it was really when um, he passed away, it did really hit hit us big time as a collective. And I think we are finally kind of rebuilding from that now. And he, yeah, his spirit remains definitely in everything we do. This is, we've put out weekly episodes, right? But while we're doing it, we're still living our lives. Yeah. And life's been happening, right? 
Life's been, life, been, life's been happening. Life's been happening, <laughs> right? So, and, and, and sometimes like shit gets deep out there, right? Mm. But, and this is what I'm saying, I, I never worked in an environment where I've met two fellow people who can, <clears throat> through the shit that's going on, mm. you, they keep you going, man. So this is what I'm saying, that that, that means a lot. Yeah. Because you're not going to find that in many workplaces. I think one of the things that I'd like us to maybe reflect on together is how we've managed to kind of stay sane, stay professional, but stay loving within a sector which kind of promotes the opposite. And what I mean by that, T, is you sort of mentioning, look, we put out weekly episodes, but life carries on. And one of the things we've definitely found quite challenging, I think, in the last year with, yeah, what I was talking about in terms of my husband passing away is kind of people not always realising or people that engage with us not always <coughs> realising that the machine behind surviving society is three people. Um, even though we're supported by like um, friends, family and whatever, like in terms of the actual production of the show, it is the three of us. So it because we have managed to build a podcast, which is the most popular sociological podcast in the UK, <laughs> it kind of presents as something which is a lot more resource behind it than it actually does so sometimes people will engage with us as if we're a kind of university department and I think where I've been pretty tired this year um, for obvious reasons I've definitely found that quite challenging um, and I, it's not personal to individuals um, who engage with us it's part of the system that we're operating in that is very transactional and extractive. And this isn't everyone as well. Like we have to give a shout out to everyone that's just so amazing and engages with us in such a great way. But it has been, it's been difficult, I think. Do you know what it is? This past year, especially. I, I think it's trying to explain to people, like I think most people don't understand, or, or not even understand, not really care how a business works, right? All people care about is the product. Mm. So they see they this what they see the finished product. They're not really they don't really care how it gets made, what what effort goes into it. They just want the product. So when they engage, they're engaging on a very superficial level. Mm. And I think that's what most well all of us do at some point. When we go to the shop, you don't care where your trainers come from, mm. or that you just very engage very super. So unless you have a, a understanding mm. or an appreciation of what goes into running a business, because effectively mm. this is a business, now, right? I don't think it's that. I think people see you as a resource, as an educational resource. Yeah, and most people think education is free well so when they step towards you guys they're thinking oh you you, you are connected with that information so just give us that but information but, so, but so that's our product right our product is the information so mm. that's what they care about. they don't really care about the process that's gone in to get that so when you go to university and someone's teaching you the lecturers have to research that and rehearse it and so no one cares about the like the label so what involved. do you what do you say to those people well, I don't know. I'm resistant. I'm resistant to see Surviving Society as a business. Not in a business, but... Uh, it's, uh, sorry. No, I, hear, I do... No, but I get what you're saying. I guess oh. the point is people essentially do see it as a business. Oh. Oh. And the point is, if you listen to the show, you'll know that we operate as in the antithesis. So apart from structurally, there's some things you have to do in terms of like... Admin yeah, stuff like Admin. That, yeah. um, in terms of keeping things going and making sure that we're credited and working within... Um, uh, Cite us. So, uh, like we're, working within, we're working within the confines of structures and institutions yeah. that, that there's certain processes we have to follow, which I guess, which, yeah, which businesses do. But in terms of how we run and how we engage with people and the space we give to people to basically be themselves, um, it is always surprising to me that we still get that kind of, yeah, people seeing us as an entity which doesn't have people within it. 
I said, like I said, I think people that listen to the show that come on listen to the show, they have an appreciation, right? So they approach yeah, you differently. They, yeah. But people that don't, they just see you as a product, right? And that's and that's how they engage, man. And so, hint, hint, if you're coming to the show, listen to the show, bro. Yeah, listen guys, to the that show. is a big one. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not. It's, it's not personal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> but it is, yeah. Right. As you, as listeners will know, if you're listening to the show, there's a very good chance that you you could be a very good guest on the show. Like the, that's what's very special about Surviving Society is Surviving Society listeners could always be Surviving Society guests, and that's what's brilliant. That's what we always try and do. We like we want to bring listeners on to be guests because usually you're engaged or thinking about how to make society better. Where we've grown in popularity in terms of listeners, in terms of how people engage with us. It means that people see us as see us as part of a tick boxing exercise to market something they're producing, whether that be a book or an event, and that's absolutely fine. But and we get it, we know understand the nature of the beast. But please, if you're approaching us or if you're coming on the show, absolutely great. We're so excited to see you. Please listen to the show beforehand because um, it will help you. And look, people, I understand that people have a lot of pressures in their life, but by not paying attention to the detail of what we're engaging in. What are we doing this? What's it What was it all about? What's it for? It's just so neoliberal and capitalist to kind of see it in that way. And I know I'm probably talking in a way that's very kind of utopian and romanticised, but even if you listen to one or two episodes beforehand, just come, on the, just come on the show so you understand what the aim or what the culture is. And that is a culture of collaboration, of solidarity, of love, of one that is appreciative of scholarship we get a lot of people engage with us that don't actually know know what we're doing here they just see they just see that it's high numbers that's how i got the job when you were interviewing me you asked me about the show and i listened to the show the other person that you had handed to the show but which i thought was really weird but this i'm trying to say i don't forget anything but i'm saying like i would say i would add to what you're saying see basically why would you not come to something and be prepared yeah it's a madness, right? And that's not sorry. Blagging I, I, and blagging people, it. <laughs> that's a madness. Blagging it. And there's some, there's a few um, weirdos out there. I'm sorry that would say, Whoa. like not everyone. No, that would say that that's elitist. No, it's not. If that's elitist, then okay, I'm elitist. When no, it comes to that stuff, I'm elitist. No, but no, but I think because I think anything you do, you have to be prepared, right? Just, just so a job to interview, episodes. an essay, you're gonna prep, right? You're yeah. always gonna prep. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah. don't prep, you're dead. Yeah. You're why dead would you get me? Why would you go on a show that you don't know what the show's about? Tell them, G man. No, tell them. We do know. We tell know why. We do actually know the reason. Oh, the capital, black capital. No, not like well, the black apple, but no. also like they don't take it serious. We're not serious, boy. They don't oh, take it serious. We are serious. <laughs> we are serious. <laughs> we are serious people. But there is pressures to get your work cited. Because people keep asking me for our listener numbers, you know. And okay. I keep saying, no, listen, be like, ne- be, like be like Netflix. I don't know. Netflix, Just tell, don't tell them. Be like Trump. Don't know. It's not about. It's not about being secretive. It's about resisting the business model. Even some big time institution that wanted to do a collaboration with us was like, "Well, we're going to need to see the numbers." I'm like, "You're not having the numbers." Right, so they're like, we, the, "The deal might not happen." I'm like, "Good, you fine." Know what is, but what you're saying <laughs> is correct. So, but obviously, on all forms of social media, it quantifies how popular you are, right? By yeah. the numbers, and that's what we're trying to move away from. Yeah. It's quantification of effort, right? Yeah. Like, because you've got X amount of followers, does it mean you're good? <laughs> like, that's so true. You Just because you got X, that's a little quote, isn't it? It is a good quote, but we do need more followers on our YouTube and our Twitter and our Instagram. Oh, yeah, George has been doing a good job on, um, yeah, on YouTube. YouTube. And also, guys, really pleased to say that we've got the Swive Insight website coming. <laughs> Big shout out to Evs. Big shout out to Evelyn Miller Media. Bra- 
Bra- it's what you call it, every minute. She's just for business. She's my future boss. Hey, listen, 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 listen. Tiny. Right, I'm gonna ask you a question, see. Provocation. Oh. I knew, I knew G, man, right? Careful what you say, big man. Can you tell me some of your favorite guests who've been on the show in the last five years? I can tell you who's not my favorite guest. No, George. I'll put you all in the show. Okay, this is hard. My top episodes were episode um, and this isn't because this because the content was so moving um, and impo- what I what I think is really important as well. Um, so my top episodes are episode um, 155, Roxy Legain, prison sentences for text messages. Ooh. I'm just going to read. Roxy joined us to outline the details of a guilty by association case in Manchester Crown Court concerning 10 young boys. The case has been constructed as a gang case, in quotations, where all boys have been found guilty under conspiracy charges. Under conspiracy charges, the prosecution does not have to prove violence. My other favourite episode of this past year, Alima Gray, notes on the Rastafari movement. Alina joined us to discuss her journey through academia and share some initial findings from her PhD project, Bun Babylon, Rastafari (laughs) movement in um, Britain. And then my final one got to be episode 141 frank mcginnis yeah frank was sick practicing communist law in the imperial corps <laughs> frank was sick frank joined us to discuss his work as a communist lawyer slash barrister and the extent to which his and others approach to law can contribute to the international working class struggle to overthrow imperial and capitalist domination they're my three top episodes the past year well, I don't have the numbers. But, um, the names, man. Charlie, don't interrupt me. I can read it out. I don't interrupt it. But it's going to be, it's my favourite spotlight oh, is going to be with Sorella Roy, Roy yeah. and Carmen uh, in, in, in Beirut? Yeah. Sick. Uh, that was a fan, that was such an eye-opening. That was hard. It man. was hard to listen to. It's it's hard. Even harder to edit. Julie's coming on again later this year, so that'll be Brilliant. good. Brilliant. And, and it's, a, it's a very interesting way to see where our government could end up. In the sense of, we don't care what you guys do. We're taking all your money and it's going to leave you to do what you want to do. And that yeah. was a massive eye-opener. Um, another spotlight by three amazing women, Alison, Tina and Nikki. Abolition and Feminism was a fantastic edit for me to do. And of course, my highlight, JK and G-Money. AKA Gaminda Bambra and John Holmwood. Yeah. And the Peace All of Resistance, Big Sister from Australia. Alana Lenton. And then, Brilliant. Um, also, I forgot, Alexandra Kokoli, Alternative to Women's Hour highlight, Gender Shame and Visual Cultures. That was sick. She's from Ghana. That was sick. She's from Ghana. <laughs> she's from Ghana. Um, yeah, yeah, she's amazing. Lovely. She's really cool. What an incredible. What's year. yours, T? Imogen. Malcolm James. Malcolm James, uh, Sonic Intimacies. Yep. Sick. That was great. That was a great episode. Oh, did you end up on BBC with it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Radio 4. Best friends now. Hey, look at you. Yeah. Talking I, about I that. I bet you were in the same raves. But you, no, not the same rooms. You weren't standing in the same rooms. No, no, no. We're not the same rooms, bro. We're not the same rooms. But when I met him, I didn't realize how tall he was, bro. Yeah. What's next for Surviving Society, guys? What should people look out for in terms of how we develop? I'm going to say that listeners should expect the next year in terms of Surviving Society more collaboration, more work that transcends and goes beyond mine and Tiso's voice. You're going to hear a lot more from other people because a lot more people are going to be having the mic and okay. a lot more collaboration, a lot more putting out research from research, scholarship and podcasters from the global south as well, which we're really proud about, pretty proud of doing. Um, and yeah, I think that I think that you can never really achieve 
and this isn't just my opinion this is based on like obviously lots of decolonial um, scholarship and praxis but I think that surviving society really does show you an example of something of, of decolonial knowledge production and praxis in that being that we're resistant to the structures of the white Eurocentric curriculum and institution and we do it in a way that is audiovisual and that is yeah very much tries to reject neoliberal logics as well i think what you see going forward is i guess the three of us growing more right Mm -hmm. just becoming better at what we do um so that be it in diction be that in 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 analytics be that in in conversation just just developing as people man Mm. i would like more panel work from you guys and i would like probably more live stuff for you guys i think you're getting to the point now Bro, do you trust me? No, I, I don't trust like, you at yeah, all. Yeah, um, we need training. I feel, like it would be good to have, <laughs> I feel like it would be good to have more Surviving Society events. Yeah, um, I And I think that, that's that. on the cut. And look, we've got to remember, like, we're just, well, we're not even out of pandemic. We're still in a global pandemic. Pandemic's done. And bro, <laughs> it's done. We never you know, I want to see. What? I want us to come on the stage for our music. I know. That's, 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 T wants to come out to music, to good life. No, no. No, we. Oh, God. You're an idiot. No, we. No. So basically, T said, wants to do a rave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so more live stuff but it depends obviously how things go more hybrid stuff so even if we were in person making sure that people can access it um online remotely or as always if you're part of a university an institution and you want surviving society to come to you guys just hit us up message us dm us and we always want to come and share share the love share the knowledge production um, and yeah, thank you so much for sticking with us for five years. There are thousands of you. That's all they I'm going to say. Seven there likes. are thousands of you and you've been backing us and we're so appreciative of it. Yeah. And we've met some, well, they're our friends now, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, survivors, they're our friends. So, yeah. We've been thank you. Society together. And just a big shout out to our patrons as well. You guys have kept us going big time. Like, there's so many expenses that we've had to pay for over the past five years that we've been able to cover via Patreon. We've definitely seen a drop off in our patrons, but I think that is a reflective of the state of affairs on Plague Island. So if you were a patron and now you're not, that's absolutely fine. Thank you so much for the support you gave us in the past. But if you haven't been a patron before, please, please, please consider you can join our patron community for as little as one pound a month and you really do help keep this going. Like it is so intense. Like you need money. You need money to keep podcasts going. Like every podcaster knows this and I think a lot of people don't realise this you need investment so who said it the other day someone well, said the uk is like a, almost like a failed state no no it is a failed state it's 100% a failed with with government boris johnson's doing a tour of how well he did he's doing a yeah, tour he's, he's doing like a he's, goodbye he's, tour he's, he's, an england tour yeah. No, no, yeah he's absent right so he's doing a tour so business still goes on it's not, it's not you, you can't be prime minister and say listen I'm having four weeks off. You can't roll. Man's like going that. on a tour. My man's going to America to talk about the state of, yeah, of so fuel here. Why's going to America for? He's on what they call garden leave, right? So, but you can't do garden leave in Man, bro, public office. The, the, the biggest crisis ever that's ha- happened in my man's going. I'm having a leaving party. But you, well, bye, everyone. We're not supposed to be off right now. We we'll chat about climate change. We could do this for the T's and C's. Yeah. Um, we're doing T's and C's as well. Mm. I'm going to invoice you for this. Or five years. Thank you so Thank much, you, listeners. It's been. It's been emotional. It's been amazing. It's been a privilege. It's been five, to, to five more years. Five more years. Ten more years. It's been long. It's been long. It's been long and fun. See you next week, guys. See you next week. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Surviving Society with Chantal and Tiso. You can now continue the conversation with us on Twitter and Instagram. If you enjoy the podcast and find it useful for your ever-expanding sociological imagination, please support us via Patreon. If not, you can always support us by sharing, subscribing, rating and reviewing. 